So hi, one of the Good Noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Elijah from American Teeth. And we're asking him some questions today about his new album, We Should Be Having Fun. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the sponsored so far? Um, it's great so far. It's people have been really uh resonating with it, which is honestly all that I could ask for. Hell yeah. I was listening to it again today and I know you saw our little review of it. I had to spin sick multiple times. That there's something in that <laughs> track. I don't know song. what you did with that, but it's so good. That's your jam. That's the the crack jam, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> crack. crack. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Um, yeah. So, like a year ago, like in the midst of the lockdown and the pandemic, um, like the heat of it, um. I wrote down the phrase in my phone. I don't know if I thought it was going to be like a lyric thing or whatever. I do that often. But at one point I was just like, you know, sometimes I'll just write things that I'm feeling or something that just pops up. And that was one of them. And at the time I felt like that was just kind of how I was feeling and like feeling isolated. And I kind of felt that like a lot of people were feeling that um, and probably and are still feeling that I'm sure. <laughs> um and then recently when I was like putting the track list together and deciding on the order and um, kind of just like listening to it front to back to kind of get the overall vibe and I was kind of, it's not a concept album by any means, mm -hmm. but I wanted to kind of encapsulate the period of, period of time that I was writing the album with some type of phrase or title for the album and um, I came up with all these other names that I actually can't remember i'm sure there's like a note somewhere of all a bunch of terrible names <laughs> but this one i i went back through my notes because i do that often and i came across this one and i was like oh wait like that's perfect and it, that's really just how it came together um and then kind of a different spin on the title and, and another meaning at least personally to me was like i am always like happiest when i feel like i'm like being my child self <laughs> like oh, just like having fun and like being playful and like just like not really like stressing about just like regular life shit that we all stress about mm -hmm. yeah and being creative and making music and making visual art and all kinds of stuff like i always feel like a kid when i'm doing that and so i remembered like there was like a time when i was in like elementary school when we would make these little like diorama boxes and shoe boxes and like make these little like worlds inside them yeah. and it was always homemade so I kind of like took that idea and hit my friend Naz up and told him I was like I want to make something like that but like cooler and I had this like picture of a volcano of this that th there was another artist on Instagram that I followed who does like different visual artwork and stuff and there was a picture that he had created that was like a like a person staring down into the pit of a volcano like standing on the edge mm -hmm. and I was like okay maybe we can just blend this together and create that and then my friend Naz and my friend Olive um, and myself got together and we like actually built I got like a volcano kit and we built it and then we photographed it so it's a real one I have it in my apartment no way I love that yeah that's very cool. I was going to ask I if thought, we can see yeah. it, but we'll like fall apart if you pick Wait, it up. Hold, well, maybe at the end or whatever. However you okay. want, if you want to edit it, I could run and grab it. It's like right over here under okay. my couch. All right. Yeah, yeah you, you can go you for can it. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. One sec. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Hell yeah. Look at that. Hell oh my yeah. God, that's so cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it's like an actual volcano and there's like all these little things as you can see. And then. Oh, <gasps> shit. No way. Yes. Hell yeah. So it exists so cool. in real life. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> Very that, cool. How long did that take you to do? An, an, a night we just like got together at naz's naz has like an art studio i i call naz like the like andy warhol of like the la alternative scene because they're like this just super creative person who does just incredible work mm -hmm. and just like brings together all these like weird artists and stuff so okay shout out right. naz and olive hell yeah uh, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Whew, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote, we wrote, Colin and I do, did a lot of, did pretty much this whole album together. There were a couple other, um, writers involved, including, um, Femme and Dwayne for Sick. Um, but there was one other producer that was a part of the project, Keith Varon, who I've worked with numerous times. Um, but yeah, so it was like this kind of, um, literally like two year process, honestly, of putting together songs and like writing a lot of songs that just didn't really make sense or like didn't really fit what I wanted to see American Teeth Sonic World be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I would say like, yeah, over the course of like two years, we probably wrote like 50 or 60 songs. God damn. There's a lot of unreleased stuff that just like didn't quite work mm -hmm. at the end, but yeah, so it's like this kind of like combination of all of these little blips in time, um, and it's all like very personal to me because that's it's kind of like my lyrical vision, I would say, um, and you know, some of it is like about a breakup. Um, or multiple breakups in the same relationship that I was going through during that time and um, just general things that I was feeling throughout the last couple years. Um, the pro but it's really like, I would say a majority of like the songs that made the record were just me and Colin Britton in his studio just like working for days at a time and we would like we both do stuff with other artists and stuff outside of this project pretty consistently. So we would block off like two weeks at a time every month or so, maybe a month or two, and just like just go in and every day work 12 hours on stuff and just be like living in it. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Since we're kind of on writing process and you had mentioned sick, how did that kind of come together meeting up with Femme and Dwayne and everything? We beat the shit out of the other um, feature when we interviewed you back in April. So if people right, right. know about that, you can go watch that interview, but sick. Yeah. Um, so this one came together because um, this was actually put together by, I want to say my manager, because um, I had never worked with Femme, but my manager kind of just presented the opportunity and was like, do you want to do a session with Femme and Colin? And of course, like I'm a fan of, I was already a fan of Femme's music, so I was super down. So this was the first session I ever had with her um, and Colin. And um, yeah, we 
we somehow ended up with that song by the end of the day that all happened in one day and um and she's super talented and it just like was such a fun experience writing together and we had an empty verse at the end and it felt like we wanted one more person on it Mm -hmm. so at the time colin had been working with Dwayne for his stuff and basically I was like, dude, I know you work with Dwayne. What if we like hit him up to see if he was interested? So we sent him the track. And I think like a couple days later, might have been a week later, um, he came by the studio and just like listened to it and was super hyped and then laid down a verse. It was just like came together pretty naturally like that. Okay. I like that. Wow. It's impressive. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this record and the meaning behind it. Oh, um, it's like a really, oh God, I haven't, you always give me the best questions. <laughs> always tell me. Um, the you first one, I'll you tell go. you the first one that comes to mind okay. mm-hmm. and it's like the most mundane lyric maybe, mm-hmm. but it's in talk and it's, do you care if I light a cigarette here? I'm stoned. I want to know how your lips feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just feels very ordinary and like conversational yeah so i don't know if that's my best lyric (laughs) but (laughs) the first one that popped into my head and like whenever that part comes on that song i'm always just like it always grabs me so something about it all right perfect uh so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite Mm. talk is Mm. gonna be okay is my personal favorite Okay. because it feels it feels like it's the most um like tapped into like real like my real real emotion at the time it like felt that one was like very like this is exactly how i feel right now and i'm just like have to get it out and like those ones typically are written very quickly and not overthought and just very like mm-hmm. and so for some reason that really sticks with me okay and, and which one took the longest to write mm. um <laughs> i need to like visually look at things sometimes so i'm just gonna pull up the album right now so i can just like look at the track list all right. it's all good um yeah i think fix you i think fix you okay which was a single before mm-hmm. but is on the album I think that was just like, it just kind of took me a minute to put together. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Was there a particular reason why it took longer than all the other ones? Um, for some reason, I felt, I think it was because for some reason, I felt like a pressure to like make it like the best song I could possibly do because mm-hmm. I, the track had already been started by Colin and um, Alex from All Time Low. Oh, wow. It was something they had started a while back mm-hmm. and All Time Low wasn't going to use it. Oh. And I was like, oh, like I need to do this song justice. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, so it was just this empty slate, right? And I was like, I want to do the, I need to do like my best work now. <laughs> and I think that doesn't always make the best song. I love that song. It doesn't always make the best song, but it definitely 
um, adding pressure, I feel like in the songwriting process makes things a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Yeah, which just is a little like, bit. Yeah, which is like why I said gonna be okay was like very like regurgitate. Just like I didn't even have to think about it, it really just kind of flowed out and like typically those end up being like the best songs or getting the mm -hmm. best response because it feels very like from the heart to the mic or whatever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Completely get that. Uh, so how did the track list for this record come about? Did you write the opener to be an opener, closer to be a closer? Did you kind of shuffle it and then press submit? What was that like? Hmm. I toiled over that for a while because it's really important, especially because it wasn't like a conceptual thing. It was mm -hmm. important to me that like it f would flow well as if like a good pl playlist would flow. Yeah. Especially because the songs don't all live in the same. They're not like all they don't all sound the same, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of bounce around a little bit, but I wanted the overall flow of it to feel natural or just feel right, I guess. So I spent like over a week just like trying different like order and listening to in my car and then being like oh no this needs to be here and just moving one song maybe and then listen to the whole thing so it was definitely like a process of that and then I got to the point where um so to be loved which is the last song which is the like really droney one was the first song I ever wrote officially with Colin and that was the one that oh. monkey from corn was in the room for Wait. <laughs> 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 Lay that back a little bit. Like you wanna you wanna go into that a little bit? Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That so the first time I met Colin mm -hmm. was because um I got called into the session as like a vocalist um and writer for just a thing that Colin was doing. Colin randomly had Monkey in the, in his studio. I don't know why. Okay. Just happened sometimes. Know why. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he shows up here sometimes. It's just a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah. He just shows up and he's like, hey. Uh, but I guess he was going to. I keep telling the story. So I hope this is true because I'm pretty. Like my memory, <laughs> if my memory serves right, he was going to make a comic book and each chapter was going to have a different vocalist. It was going to have like a track list with music to it, like mm -hmm. alongside a comic book. And each like chapter or section of the comic book was going to have a new character. And that character would be a vocalist and would have a song to it. That was my understanding. That's okay. so cool. Monkey, if you see this, I hope I'm not botching your idea or giving it away <laughs> early. But and the, that, and <laughs> Monkey, if you're enough. watching this, our email is goodnoisepodcast at gmail.com. I'm a massive exactly. corn Hit fan. Us Hit us up. <laughs> yep. Get on the podcast. Hell yeah. So, yeah, so they were doing that, um, and I got called in to do something like that. And so it was cool. I got to have, like, an incredible conversation with Monkey about his life and, like, just what he's been through and uh, all these things that I had no clue about him. And um, it was just, like, this really – it felt like almost like a spiritual conversation, but also just, like, a really just crazy, like, telling stories about, the like, the – corn days like when they were like really really popping not that they're not but like when they were like really on it yeah and just like crazy rock star stories and stuff and then we just ended up colin started like messing around on this like moog synth bass and was just doing this bass pattern and i got one of like these sm7 mics and was just like walking around this studio like singing over it and we kind of like pieced it together um 
and just like recorded just like in the room as he was playing it wasn't i don't think to like a click track or anything it was just very like free form mm -hmm. and so like the lyrics that kind of came together were kind of more poetic and like strangely spiritual and like i i don't consider myself religious but like i do say some things in the song that are kind of like relating to like the idea of heaven and stuff which is funny but like for whatever reason that was like on my mind and i just got off a tour with dreamers and i was drive. i had this moment where i was thinking back to when i was like driving the van full of the guys and it was like four in the morning and it was like dark and i was tired and i was like at any point right now i could just go and everyone dies oh my god okay it's not a good thought to have oh, while you're wow. driving <laughs> Right, not a good thought, but you know, it's like one of you know how you have those thoughts where it's like I can just like bah, like I just have like, the power to do this, yeah, right? yeah. kill yeah. anybody. So yeah. it was like this, like and it like scared me, and I was like, okay, so I feel like part that like inspired me to like write this song of like, what if like, like what is the afterlife? What is it like? And that mixed with the idea of like, will I ever feel real love? And will that not be until I'm dead? Wow. Okay. So a lot was on your mind. Yeah. That's a lot of heavy stuff. <laughs> so back to the track list. Basically, <laughs> that song. <laughs> this is, I'm so ADD with my like train of thought. You're good. Oh, you're all good. But that, so that's the last song, and it's in the same key. I'm so nerdy. It's in the same key as the first song, Love Myself. Oh, so really? if you put the album on loop, it ends with To Be Loved and starts with Love Myself. And it like flows perfectly into the beginning of the record. So it's like this perfect cyclical, uh, like, you know, metaphor for life, you know? Okay. <laughs> I like it. So in a very loose way, it, it kind of is a concept album. I'm, I like made it a concept. I like forced it into being <laughs> some type of concept. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Perfect. Are, are you going to go full blown concept with the next album? Like, is that something you're interested in doing? I don't know. I think I'm so impulsive. I don't know if I if I'm the type of person to like sit down ahead of time and like ever plan something that big out ahead of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really good at like having done a bunch of stuff, looking back and being like, okay, I'm gonna create this out of all these things I've done and like put it together and curate it into something and make something make it find a bigger meaning out of what I've already done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That might change, but my gut feeling is probably not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. makes sense. At uh, least not intentionally. Fair enough. Yeah, and fair. then uh, since we're on like the topic of tracklist and everything, you said you had 50 songs that were made throughout the, the course of making this record. What was the process of whittling it down to what the, the 10 or 11 that are on the album? And will we see any of them yes. that didn't make it? Hmm, maybe. Okay. Um, maybe. I... Okay, first question was the process um, of what was it the down. process? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, the process was a lot of me and Colin going back and forth being like, is this good enough to be on the album? Like just pretty much doing that over and over again and like changing our minds a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> um, taking into account, you know, I was playing it for my friends and other artists and stuff here and there just to like gauge people's reactions um just stuff i was working on so like i'm sure that played a bit into it just to kind of see how because you get stuck in your head with the songs and you fall in love with songs that maybe aren't 
that great like collectively Mm -hmm. but like you know feel good so talk was one of those songs that like everyone we like kind of wrote off for a really long time and we're like oh that just like doesn't fit on the record it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. but we also also were like we love that song so much because it's like Mm -hmm. just fun and it was really fun to make and we were just like really we kind of took a more experimental approach to it like in the second verse like it's the only time you ever hear Colin's voice. But if you hear how like the vocal is like weird and kind of choppy, um, it's because we like took turns just like doing a couple words at a time and then like stitched them all together. Yeah. And you can almost, you can barely understand what the lyrics are saying. And it's like kind of slurred and weird, but yeah. that's like, that was like kind of intentional. And um, it was just like, we were just kind of having fun with it. it just having fun <laughs> okay okay uh and uh where was your headspace at while you were writing this album all over the place <laughs> okay okay <laughs> literally roller coaster um style like uh, there were days where i was like forcing positivity and forcing excitement to like get myself out of a dark place and i think that's why you hear a lot of the like more like upbeat energetic things that are like kind of feel a little more positive and uplifting a lot of those come from me like not being in a great place but being like i refuse to feel bad i'm gonna like (laughs) i need to feel good i want to i want to like live in this like sonic world that like makes me feel good and excited and um so that was like one kind of headspace and then um you know some kind of sadder headspaces Mm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. That's fair. A mix. Yeah. So, how do you recommend your listeners to listen to this record for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends? Should they blast at a party? Should they work out to it? What do you personally recommend? I recommend playing it front to back, maybe on repeat if you want to hear that little switch. Mm-hmm. Probably by yourself first. Okay. And then find your. If you have, if there's like some tracks that you like for like a party vibe, like throw it on the playlist for that. But I feel like if you can sit and listen to the whole thing, that's like the ultimate way. All right. Completely agree. Uh, This discussion should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Exciting. Nostalgic yearning okay hmm. okay right. uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners hopeful hmm. okay okay elaborate it all or yeah do is you want self-explanatory <laughs> but it's okay if you don't um hopeful that you can do whatever you want, hopeful that, or hopeful that you realize that you can do whatever you want, um, that anything is possible and that magic is real. Okay. All right. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Hmm. That stumped me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was crazy to be in the room with Monkey from Corn, yeah. so I would say that's like that's a highlight. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. 
so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Hot Cheetos. Ooh. All right. And uh, paired with um, um, high cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. It took me a second to remember what those were, but yes. Right. Yes, 100%. Uh, so for these last couple questions, we're going to shift away from music. Uh, so if you could be an animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? I would be a wolf because, because they are adventurous and they also are like communal and like have a pack and like they're not always alone, but they can be out like a lone wolf and out and alone and traveling and being an adventure. Okay. Sure. Uh, so if you could have lunch with any artist or celebrity dead or alive, who would it be and why? Chris Martin from Coldplay, because I am a giant fan of his songwriting. Okay. They do be writing some bangers. Yeah. They do be writing some bangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> What about, okay, Bob Marley. Oh. I want to change it because Bob Marley is really, at the end of the day, such a legend. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he's not around anymore, so it would be really cool to yeah. have a conversation with Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. you could have a, a lunch with Coldplay guy anytime. That's, that's still very possible. It is. I mean, if you're hanging with Monkey from Corn, yeah. it's, it's nearly time, yeah. Yep. Uh, manifest that. Manifest. Honestly, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. So for this last question, boom, you're on death. Uh, no, fuck, not death row. Okay. <laughs> almost. You almost got it. Almost got it. Uh, for this, so for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one person, and one album. Who and what are you bringing? Um, the movie is. Um. Do you want to start with I don't really want so many movies. I'm so bad with movies. Okay. Um, the movie is Lord of the Rings, the first one. Okay. Um, the person is. <laughs> this is too fast for my brain. Okay, the person is um, Bob Marley. Okay. I knew you were gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was the last one? Uh, album. An album is uh, Kaya. And just my whole world is Bob Marley today. All right. All right Bob perfect. Marley kind of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um. Yeah, go listen to We Should Be Having Fun forever. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been American Teeth, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.